Okay, before we get started with setting your 2022 goals, I wanted to talk about something we're starting in February called Dev30. I've been teaching people to program for a long time now, and oftentimes people don't make it through the very first part of learning to code because they fail to realize that learning to code is a whole person experience. Here's what I mean. Oftentimes when you're learning to code, you're gonna doubt yourself. You're gonna ask, do I really have what it takes? You're gonna realize that your attention span is small and your ability to focus is weak, and you're going to become overwhelmed that you'll never get there. That's because you're in the hardest part. Learning your first programming language going from zero to 10 is the most difficult part and it's going to take your whole self to get there. So for that reason, we are creating a 30-day cohort-based JavaScript course that's going to go above and beyond just learning JavaScript. And we're gonna be focusing on four areas, your skills, your mindset, your habits, and your network. At the end of this, you'll know the complete fundamentals of JavaScript. You'll have a plan for what's next for you in tech. You'll belong to a network of other builders and you'll be empowered to build the future. This first one, which starts on February 14th, will cost you nothing. And if you complete all the objectives, basically 30 days of checking in, working your butt off, learning in public, working on your habits and learning JavaScript, then you'll be eligible for a massive discount to Parsity, our online code school, if you wanna take that next step and become a software engineer. Now, we're, we're not releasing the details yet on how big the discount is, but it's going to be in the multiple of thousands of dollars discount. So we really want people to get serious about building, to get serious about learning to code, and to change their lives by kicking things off with this 30-day sprint that you'll do with a community of other people learning JavaScript. So to find out more, go to dev30.xyz, that is dev30.xyz, dev30.xyz, you can apply there. Again, we start on February 14th, and I am personally looking forward to working with a lot of you. Welcome to the Develop Yourself Podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software developer by developing yourself, developing your skills, your network, your habits, and more. Today, we're broadening our horizons beyond just coding, and we're going to be walking through a process to set goals for 2022, the kind of goals that you actually track and achieve. By the way, I'm not saying I'm a goal-setting expert in an arrogant way, but I will say that I've been actively setting goals for the last 10 years and have read most every book I can get my hands on in regards to habits, processes, goals, life planning, whatever you want to call it, you name it. I'm a nerd on this stuff and in a borderline unhealthy way. That being said, today I'm going to be walking through the process that I'm literally going through myself between now and January 1st to set my own 2022 goals. And by the way, for this episode, we have created a few accompanying Google Doc goal setting templates that you can literally follow along with as I talk to set your own goals for the new year. You can find those at parsity.io slash goals, and we'll have a link to that URL in the uh, in the show notes here. So without further ado, let's get started. There are few things that I'm more excited to talk about than goal setting. It's probably because of the impact that setting and tracking goals has had in my life. You know, let me just say that I, I don't think I've had a perfect year ever where I've achieved all the goals I've set, but the process in and of itself is worth its weight and the time that you're going to put into it. Before we dive in to goals and start talking about a plan for how you can set yours for this year and track them throughout the year and ensure that you achieve at least most of them, why are we talking about this on a coding podcast? Well, great question. I'm sure you could probably already connect the dots that 
becoming a software engineer, right, which is one goal that probably most of our listeners share, is, is not an easy task, regardless of whether or not you commit to doing a coding bootcamp. It takes some serious discipline, it takes planning, it takes some good psychology to get yourself and keep yourself motivated. And I'm willing to bet that as soon as you achieve that goal and land your first job as a software engineer, you're going to be hungry for more goals, setting new ones in in every area of your life, in your health, in your finances, um, in your relationships. And so that being said, flexing this muscle of setting and achieving goals, regardless of whether or not you've achieved the goal of getting a job as a software engineer, is going to be good practice and it's going to get you ready for achieving that goal as well. And by the way, I'm sure your motivations for becoming a software engineer also include a variety of other goals, right? It might be flexible job and work so you can invest time with your family and friends. It might be flexibility as far as where and when you work or your your financial future, um, your mental health, enjoying the work that you do and having fulfillment of it. Maybe you have aspirations of entrepreneurship and becoming a software engineer is a step toward that goal. But regardless of all of this, I am sure since you're listening to this podcast, you are the type of person who does set goals or you wanna start setting goals. So you're in a good spot either way because we are going to go into a deep dive in this episode of setting some goals for 2022. Um, One more thing I wanna say before we get started here is episode four of this podcast, which is titled How to Focus When Learning to Code, it kind of breezes over this idea of annual planning, annual goal setting. Um, And it's part of that larger framework, right? In in that episode, we go through, hey, how do you take a step back and plan out the next next 10 years of your life and and kind of think about where coding fits into that so that as you're trying to learn how to code, you connect that to this. So this is going to be a deep dive into, and we didn't really go into it in in that episode, of what it looks like to set your annual goals, which I think are probably the most important part of kind of this achievement cycle. And when I say achievement cycle, I mean, for me, I do a life plan. So it's 10 years, five years, three years, one year kind of picture of what I want to achieve over, you know, these next kind of time buckets of my life. Then I do annual planning and then quarterly planning and then weekly planning and then daily planning. And, you know, the the life plan, the, the 10, five, three, that's kind of big picture. It doesn't actually start getting into what you need to actually do. And this is why the one year is so important because one year is a large enough yet small enough unit of time where your dreams and aspirations can actually become practical and you can take you know real steps toward you know quarter by quarter, week by week toward achieving these goals. Um, and so anyway, they can be a little bit more ambitious if, if that makes sense and ambitious is exciting and exciting is, is part of what is going to enable you to, to achieve goals. You know, you're not gonna be excited to set a goal of brushing your teeth every day because hopefully you already brush your teeth every day, but you might be excited of setting a goal to save $10,000 this year, something, something big and exciting, or uh, perhaps to start a business. So anyway, um, for some more context, go check out episode four after you listen to this one. That being said, let's dive in. Okay, for me, the last 12 years, I said 12 years, I think around the time that I graduated college or even a little bit before that, um, a couple of years before that, I started doing some some significant annual planning. It was a mentor of mine who kind of just walked me through a few different questions. That's, that's the way it started with me was, was annual questions of like, what are the things I wanna do? What am I thankful for? Kind of reflection and planning. 
it was real basic, um, but it was very helpful for me to start thinking about my life as something that I have some agency in, which is an important part of this whole process. Some parts of your life you control, some parts you don't. So let's make sure that we're controlling what we can and then letting go of what we can't, right? That just helps us maintain some, some base level mental health. If we start getting anxious about stuff we can't control, then we've got an issue. And if we start blaming other people for the stuff that we can control, we also have an issue. So this is part of that, right? We're taking control of what we can, um, whereas realizing that some of these things are going to um, be affected by outside factors that we can't control. And we're not gonna get all bent out of shape if we can't you know, achieve these goals because something happened in the world. A great example is 2020. Um, I had some 2020 goals and some of them were not achieved um, because everything shifted, right? The, the pandemic caused everything to change and I just couldn't control that. So I just could not get too bent out of shape with it. So that being said, annual planning, I, I think has literally changed my life. In the last you know, 10 years, I've gotten married, had three kids, um, raised venture capital for three different organizations, started three different companies, moved internationally twice, and you know, this year I'll be celebrating 10 years of marriage. Um, I, I have no debt and I'm not any, uh, let's see, how do I say this? I, I'm not the fittest guy in the world, <laughs> uh, but you know, my, my body is probably the same as it was 10 years ago. So um, I haven't got any fitter, but I, I think for you know, approaching middle age guy with three kids, I'm gonna check that off as a win in the fitness area. So that being said, my, my life obviously isn't perfect. Um, there's all kinds of crap that I have. And, you know, to be frank, I've, I've gone to counseling and I deal with it. But I think the most accurate way to, to say what I'm trying to say is to say that I feel like on a day-to-day -day basis, I feel more connected to my bigger picture values, meaning of life, vision, goals, then I think most people do. And part of that, you know, is, is not my doing, most of that's not my doing at all. It just, it happens to be the privilege I've had, the, the influence of the people around me. But that being said, I think in terms of the things that I can control, this annual planning thing has made the biggest difference of anything I've ever done in, in my life. Um, even if I don't achieve all my goals, like I said earlier, um, it, it's going to uh, pay out massive dividends for you just by doing it. So if this sounds attractive to you, if you want to live a life where day in and day out, you feel more connected to bigger picture goals, ambitions, values, meaning of life stuff, then this four part process of planning your 2020 goals is definitely going to be rewarding for you. Okay, so let me give you an outline for where we're going. Um, we have four parts. The first part here is reflection, right? You're gonna reflect on the year 2021. Part two here is dreaming. You're gonna step away from yourself and, and just really think about what it is that you want in your life. Part three, we're gonna do some brainstorming, right? We're just gonna create some ideas for goals using uh, a few different categories we're gonna set aside for you. And then part four is the actual goal planning system. So I'm gonna walk you through exactly how I plan and track my goals. And we'll even include the, the same template I use. If you go to parsity.io slash goals, you'll find a little blank template. And this is the exact template I use for setting my own goals. Okay, so getting into part one here, our reflection. But before we even do that, I wanna stress that you should plan 
probably between now and I'd say mid-January, right? I think mid-January is still a great time to plan for 2022. I don't know what you have going on the next couple of weeks, um, but you know, it's, it's a great time to set aside an entire day. And I, and I would, if you could set aside an entire day, take a day off work, um, take a Saturday or Sunday, get your family to let you go, get off somewhere where you've got, you know, if you need your computer to type, get your computer, get away, sit in a coffee shop. This is what I love to do. I mean, there, there's a few things actually I love to do more than this is to sit in a coffee shop and have the whole day to drink coffee and think about my goals. So assuming that you've you've got that set aside, the first part of this is reflection, right? We wanna reflect on the year 2021, get our bearings, right? And we wanna make sure, by the way, that some of our goals here, they're gonna be ambitious, but we want them to be realistic. So if in the year 2021, you made $70,000, one of your goals probably shouldn't be to make a million dollars in the year 2022. I'm just saying it's, it's a large jump. So um, part of reflecting is going to be good for making sure your goals are realistic, but it's also gonna give you some ideas for, hey, what went well, what should I do more of? And then really, what should I do less of, right? What didn't go well and, and what do I want to change? So for a good reflection, I like to get out a few different tools because a year honestly is a long time and, and you probably don't remember the entire year or how many things you actually did or big events that went on. But what we're trying to get at is you ultimately want to take a look back at the year and think about all the important things that happened that had impact on you. So for that, I like to get out my calendar. Maybe that's your Google calendar or paper calendar, um, wherever you keep your events, just kind of remind your brain and refresh yourself of the different big events that you had, maybe trips you went on, holidays, whatever it is. Um, maybe a journal. If you keep a journal, it's great to look back through your journal, kind of flip through, get an idea of what you did, maybe month by month, what were the big things that happened. Um, I use Google Photos, right? So it organizes all the pictures, it backs them up from my phone into basically a calendar view. So you can do that with your iPhone or whatever phone you have. Just scroll back and look at the different pictures you took throughout the year to remember the things that you felt were important enough to, to capture either on video or, or with photos. Now, as you do this, there are four things that I want you to be taking note of. One, note the lows, right? What are the low points of the year? You can do this month by month. No need to get too detailed. We just kind of want to get themes here, right? That's what we're looking for. Um, I wouldn't spend more than 30 minutes doing this, um, this whole this whole thing for the reflection part, um, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour if, if there's some really big things that happened. You know, I think if you had a significant death in the family, some, some large losses, then this reflection part might be pretty difficult. Um, also note the highs. What were the big wins? What were the most exciting, most fun things that happened to you? Oftentimes for us, the last few years, we've done a family vacation where just me and my wife and my three kids we go to the beach for a few days and that's usually a high because it's just us. We don't have anything to do, nothing to focus on, no distractions. Um, so th that might be something that you, you write down, something like that. Uh, number three here, write down what you think you did well in, right? Spend some significant time thinking about the wins and not thinking about the losses or what you didn't do well in because we're gonna get to that um, here in a minute. But what did you achieve this year um, where you just simply faithful in some areas of, of your life. And then lastly, number four here, write what you wish you would have done differently. Do you wish you would have spent your time differently? Do you wish you would have read more books, had more time 
with your family, worked harder, got distracted less, stayed off social media more, watched less Netflix, you know, you know, whatever it is, what do you wish you would have done differently? All right, so once you have those four things down, the lows, the highs, what you did well in, what you wish you would have done differently. And again, it's not an exact science here. You're just trying to get themes for, hey, what was 2021 all about? Once you're done with that, we're gonna move on to the next phase, which is more exciting than this. It is part two and it's called dreaming. Now, I'll be honest, this part is often difficult for people, not because they don't like to dream. I think a lot of us like to daydream and think about things that are possible in the future. But I think most of us are guilty of not being ambitious enough or dreaming enough. Many of us are so limited by our past experiences that we think it's going to shape our entire future. And this might sound a little bit hokey, but you don't have to be limited by what you have or have not been able to do previously. As we look into the year 2022, we are trying to make significant change, but we're not trying to make intense or drastic change. It's more about consistency. And consistency is possible, anyone can be consistent, and that's what really affects big change, consistently moving in the same direction for a long period of time. So that being said, there are two practical ways here that we are going to do some dreaming. One is by looking at our life plan. So if you have a life plan and you've mapped out the next 10, five, three years, get that out now and start looking it over. If you don't have one, don't worry. You know, another word of caution here is a lot of us are hesitant to dream big because we think about, you know, what happens if we fail? Will we be very let down and depressed? And let me just say right now, we're going to cover that here in a bit. And I'm going to talk about ways that we can avoid that kind of fear of failure, uh, depression cycle. Right now, I'm just going to ask you that you take some risks, right? Risk dreaming and being honest about what it is that you want and the life you envision. So life plan is the first practical way we can do that. Number two here, real simply, if you don't have a life plan and you know you really don't have to pause and go create one right now, um, there are two simple questions you can ask yourself to get yourself dreaming a bit. One, what would I do if I had all the money I needed and could do whatever I wanted? I'm gonna say that again. What would I do if I had all the money I needed and I could do whatever I wanted? It's a little bit open-ended. It, it doesn't necessarily ask, what would you do this year? Would you do three years, five years? Just says, hey, what would you do? Like literally right now, if your bank account was flush with cash, what would you do? And don't think about in terms of what you would buy or, or, or you know, necessarily it's not meant to be material, but like what would you do? Like what are you passionate about? Is it starting businesses? Is it investing in people? Is it uh, volunteering? I mean, I don't know. Like your your own ambitions, desires are are very different than mine. So think through that. That's the first question. The second question is, what would I do if I could do only one thing in the next three years? Now, again, this kind of brings us back down to earth. In the next three years, what would you do if you could only do one thing? And again, it's it's a little bit open-ended in the sense of, what do you mean, what would I do? Uh, would you get very fit? Um, would you uh, patch up relationship with somebody in your family would you you know have some large career achievement would you move to some place would you get married I mean, whatever it is you probably have something right now or, or at least two or three things in your mind that's rolling around get these down on paper 
reflect, start to get some big dreams out of your head and translated into to real words, right? Be honest with yourself. Um, even if you're not willing to be honest with someone else yet in this process of setting goals, be honest with yourself about what it is that you really wanna do. All right, we are ready for part three, which is getting some ideas for goals. We're not setting goals yet. We're just gonna do some brainstorming here. So, so far, we've done some reflection. We know what is going well in our life, what we'd like to improve upon. We've done some big dreaming. We know where we want to eventually end up. Now it's time to get some, some ideas down. So all in all, we're gonna try and set about 10 goals for the year, but I'm sure you could probably think up of, you know, 50 goals that you could possibly have. So that being said, we are going to try and get some brainstorming done here by breaking our life down into different categories. So I think in terms of what I call accounts. So accounts are things that you can invest in. Like a bank account, every dollar you get, you decide what account to attribute to it. Sometimes you put it inside of a savings account. Sometimes you put it inside of an account that you would use to spend you know, your money on groceries. Same thing with your life. Every moment that you're awake, you have the ability to invest your time, your energy, your mental capacities into some account. So let me give you an idea of the different accounts I have, and they go in this order. My first account is God. So for me, my spiritual life is really important. Uh, number two here, marriage, right? I invest in my wife, whether it's time with her, thinking about her, actively trying to improve our marriage, Three, family, kids, trying to invest you know, in, in that front of, of parenting and, and being close with my family. Uh, four is friends, community, and that kind of thing. Um, these are relationships that are almost like family, but outside of my actual blood. Next, I've got my career, then my physical and mental health. Now, I, I make a note here to call it not just health, but physical and mental health. So for example, reading books and, and hobbies would fall underneath this category, even though it's not helping me with my exercise nutrition, those things are ultimately going to help my mental health. And then finally, I have finances. So all of my goals this year will probably fit underneath one of these categories, and I may not actually set goals for some of these categories. So for example, I think I'm in a place now where I don't need to set financial goals, right? We've got a habit for how we give, save, and budget that's well enough established that I don't need to do anything different. And, and that's one way, by the way, to think about goals is what kind of change needs to happen, right? Because it's not necessarily a goal if it's gonna happen anyway. And that goes, kind of goes back to that part about not being ambitious enough. Your goal should be a departure from the status quo. What do you want to change? So take some time to think about your own accounts, right? What are the most important things that you can invest your time into the different people, activities that you might do? From there, you know, have at least four to seven, maybe eight accounts. And then under each one of those accounts, we're just gonna start brainstorming ideas for goals of, of what you want, right? Connect back to the, the last two steps of what were things that went well, what uh, are things you wish would have gone differently this year and what kind of dreams do you have and then from there figure out what are some ideas for for possible goals that you want to have so walk through each of your accounts and just start writing some ideas underneath each one of them so we've got god for me marriage family kids friends career physical mental health finances now again these don't have to be worded very well they can just be ideas so one example here of an idea for a goal would be to get healthy right we're going to say that that's too broad 
coming up here in the, the goals section. We're gonna narrow down on that, but for now, get healthy is just fine. Um, another one might be underneath mental health, look at screens less and read more. We'll figure out how to make that actually into a goal that we can track here in a minute. But for now, the idea in and of itself is just fine. After, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, don't spend forever on this. I'm sure ideas will start popping in your head and more ideas will create more ideas as you start thinking about these different spheres of your life. Once you get a, a large list down, the next step here is gonna be to try and narrow it down to just 10 goal ideas. And these are the ideas that we're gonna work on to actually make them into your, your big goals for the year. So a couple of ways that you can get all these ideas narrowed down to just 10, whenever you see one of these ideas, ask these three questions of the idea. One, is this goal idea here a departure from the status quo? Is this a, a change in my life? So if one of your goals is, I wanna brush my teeth every day, or one of your goal ideas, um, hopefully you already brush your teeth every day. So that's not a departure from the status quo and it's not um, a, a, an ambitious goal and it's not gonna make you excited. So that's not a good one. Um, two, a question to ask of this goal idea is, is it realistic for this year yet ambitious? So, you know, if your goal is to become president of the United States, probably not happening this year. For one, it's not even an election year, so it's gonna be difficult to pull it off. But perhaps there's a way to get involved in politics and a smaller level this year um, as a step toward becoming president. Now, I'm obviously joking and just using that as an example, but you probably have a lofty kind of five, 10 year goal. And what you wanna do is be able to work backward from that. So ambitious enough for um, you know something that's gonna excite you, but again, not too ambitious to where it's just impossible to happen this year. The third question to ask your goal ideas here are for, for each one of these, does it compete with some of your values? Does it compete with other goals? It, does it compete with your dreams that you had um, in you know part two up here or your reflection for what you wanna do better in part one? You know, an example of this might be if one of the things that you didn't do well this last year that you wanna do better at is to spend more time with your family and less time working yet one of your goals is also to get a promotion, those things might be in conflict. Now on a side note, I do think it's possible to win at home and at work um, without sacrificing either one of those things, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about does one sacrifice the other? If so, it's not a good goal. You need to rethink that idea. Okay, so using these three questions, take some time. Again, this might take a significant amount of time. It might take you 15 minutes, depending on who you are and the way you think. But let's narrow down your goal ideas to a total of just 10. And again, you don't have to have an idea for every account, right? God, marriage, family, kids, friends, career, physical, mental health, finances, just to remind you what mine were. You don't need a goal for every one of your accounts. Now, again, you need a goal if there is some status quo you want to depart from. Like, for example, for me, career, right? I have my own business. Um, you know, we, we do some annual quarterly planning and most of my goals around my business are, are my business's goals, right? So they're, they're not, I mean, they are personal, but right now I'm in a position to where I probably won't be making any career specific goals this year right here, because as long as I just keep doing what I've been doing, things will go well. I don't, I don't want to depart from the status quo. The status quo is, is good in that area. And so you might have the same thing. Maybe you're already in a nice rhythm of saving and investing, and you just want to keep doing 
what you've been doing with your finances. So you may not have a goal in that area, or you might realize that this is just not the year to go big in one of these areas. So maybe for example, you have to take a step back from your friend to invest more in your marriage or your family um, or your kids. That, that That's okay. So be okay with there being less sometimes, you know, of course, especially in this area, less is more. Okay, so now we're ready to actually move on to the system where we word our goals, we set them, we organize them, and we, we create a plan for how we could track them throughout the year. Now, normally I followed along with Michael Hyatt and the way that he sets goals. If you wanna learn more about Michael Hyatt, it's michaelhyatt.com. He is sort of a productivity guru and he publishes this uh, productivity journal called The Full Focus Planner. And in that, he walks through this goal setting process. So we're not gonna be using that process exactly or that template, but this is sort of based off of the same idea that Michael Hyatt puts out there. And one of the things he talks about at this kind of point in the planning process, and he doesn't even actually have a, have a process necessarily, but he talks about identifying whether your goal is a habit goal or a milestone goal. He might use the word achievement goal. So is it a habit or is it a milestone? And I'm gonna actually try and urge you to make as many of these goals as you can habits because probably what needs to happen in here is you need to have some significant life change in order to make these new things happen. And that starts with habits. And we're not gonna to go too deep into habits right now, but one recommendation I'd have for you is a book called Atomic Habits, perhaps the best book ever written on establishing habits. So again, that's Atomic Habits by James Clear if you're looking to get into it. Okay, so we're gonna try and make as many of these habits as possible, and then we're also going to associate milestones with them. So for example, if one of my goals here is to teach my kids guitar, then that is a milestone, which by the way, here in a moment, we're gonna walk through how we could actually make this a little bit better. Instead of teach my kids guitar, right? That's kind of abstract. Like what does it mean for my kids to be taught guitar? Um, I wanna think about an outcome, right? So the outcome of my kids learning how to play guitar is they learned smoke on the water. And so perhaps what I would say here is teach my kids how to play smoke on the water by March 31st, 2022. Now, March 31st rolls along. If they can play smoke on the water, I know for sure I've achieved the goal. If, if they haven't, then, then you know I, I have not achieved the goal. But I think what's better than that is to establish the habit that's going to lead to them being able to play that. So the habit might mean, hey, every Sunday, afternoon at 2 p.m. I spend 30 minutes teaching my kids how to play the guitar. That is a habit to establish. And then I think we can associate a milestone with the habit as well. And the milestone is going to be, well, hopefully by March 31st, they can play Smoke on the Water. That way, if we get to March 31st and we've achieved our habit every you know week since the beginning of the year at uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday, I've done a guitar lesson with them, if they still can't play Smoke on the Water, something's the matter, right? And that's good, that's a good thing. We, we now can adjust either our timeline, we can adjust the strategy, I could figure out you know, what are the inputs, me teaching them guitar, that aren't going well. If there's a different curriculum we need to use, um, you know, maybe it's just harder to teach a five and seven year old how to play guitar. Um, so anyways, those are all good data points to keep track of. So again, with each of these goal ideas, hopefully you've got um, you know 10, maybe seven to 14, however, kind of hovering around 10 of these ideas that you narrowed down from before, walk through each one of them and to see if you can make it into a habit. Now, there are gonna be some of these in which you can't make them into a habit. It's just going to be a milestone. So one of those that I had a few years back was to do a guy's backpacking trip. 
I realized that my wife had a, a lot of friends, but all of their husbands were kind of awkward and disconnected and we never really hung out. <laughs> so I just went on a limb and I said, okay, I'm gonna do a weekend backpacking trip. Um, you know, I'll do a whole list. I'll give instructions for those who've never been backpacking. I am not a super avid outdoorsman. So you know, I don't know much about this myself, but we're gonna go in the woods. We're gonna drink bourbon. We're gonna sit by a fire and we're just gonna hang out. Um, and I did that. And I think this next year we'll be doing our fourth, right? Our fourth annual backpacking trip in you know, I think everyone looks forward to that every year, but that wasn't a habit I could establish. I mean, annually it's a habit. Now it's second nature. Everyone asks, all right, when are we doing the backpacking trip? Are we doing that again this year? We're gonna send out the email. And so I kind of know every January, send out the email to plan for, um, you know, April, May that we're gonna do the backpacking trip, but there's no habit there to establish. It's kind of a one-time milestone thing. And it's not hard, right? So maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, does this even fit into the status quo thing? Is it hard to put together a backpacking trip? It's not administratively hard. It doesn't take a lot of work to send out an email, but it took some courage, right, for me to want to get together with a bunch of guys in the woods for a weekend. So that was definitely a milestone for me in, as far as trying to put myself out there and um, as, as a guy with kids to try and make better friends with other guys. So that was definitely a milestone. So again, to reiterate, at this point, you're gonna walk through every one of your, quote, goal ideas. And we haven't even worded them yet to actually be good goals yet still, so don't worry about that. And think to yourself, is there a habit here I can establish? If there is, jot down some notes on what that habit might be. And then along with that habit, is there a milestone that's related to that habit goal idea? So I know this is kind of be confusing. We've got milestone goals, and we have habit goals. So those are kind of two separate branches of the tree. Now, if we go down one of those, those tree branches, the, the habit branch, underneath that, there could be an associated milestone with the habit. So again, to give you that same example, my habit is teach my kids guitar for 30 minutes every Sunday. That's the habit. But there could be an associated milestone, which is whenever that you know, habit is culminated into them being able to play Smoke on the Water. Whereas on a separate tree branch, we've got milestone goals. One of those goals might be to plan a guy's backpacking trip for you know um, May of this year. There's no habit associated with that. It's just a milestone goal. And now there's another kind of goal here that we could think up, which is just a habit goal, right? It doesn't culminate into a milestone at all, right? For example, maybe your, your habit is read one book every month, right? So maybe the, I mean, the milestone here would be read 12 books the whole year. So you could word it whatever way you want. But in this case, I would say that the important piece is drill in to the habit because the habit here, rather than just the 12 books a year or a book every month is, you know, how often am I reading every week? Uh, do we need to change our evening routine so that instead of watching Netflix, whenever I get into bed, um, I get into bed and for 30 minutes, you know, literally just 30 minutes, I read a book and maybe I put the book in my nightstand, etc. So anyways, those are kind of three different ways that we can word these goals. It's a habit goal that has an underlying milestone. It's just a milestone goal that doesn't need to establish a habit or it's just a habit that doesn't need to culminate into a milestone necessarily, right? And, and so, um, yeah, think through what, what those might be um, and, and start to make notes on on which of each is which. And we're gonna now walk down each one of these 
three different goal types. And by the way, it's okay if you don't have some of these goal types. So if, if you don't even have any milestone goals or you don't have any habits that don't have underlying milestones, or if you don't have any um, you know habits with milestones, which I think you should, you probably do, uh, that's gonna be the most common one, um, it, it's okay. Okay, so now that we've got all of our habit goal ideas and our milestone goal ideas, we've established which is which, we're gonna walk through the year and think through timing, right? We, we wanna put a due date on these goals or on these habits to establish so that we're not trying to do everything all at once and there's something left for the end of the year. So for this, we're gonna think in terms of quarters, right? We're gonna break our year up into four different quarters. We've got Q1, which is of course January through March, Q2, which is April, May, June, Q3, July, August, September, and then Q4, October, November, December. So we're gonna try and break up these goals and say, which quarter do we want this to happen in? So if it's a milestone, which quarter do we want this milestone to be achieved in? If it's a habit goal, which quarter do we want this habit to be established in? Now, um, you know, you might have a habit that you want to last all year long, right? Going back to the reading 12 books a year, you want this habit to last all year long, but there's gonna be a special part of the year whenever you try and really dial in and focus hard on establishing that habit. So to prevent yourself from trying to do everything all at once, I'm going to encourage you to think through the different quarters of 2022. And for each quarter, go ahead and think through what a theme might be for your life during that quarter. Now, these themes are going to be totally based off of your own life, what you know you have coming up this calendar year. Um, I mean, maybe you wanna put the hardest goals, the hardest habits to establish first since you're you know, fired up in January to start achieving stuff. So that's a little bit up to you, but let me give you some examples of, of what you could do. Now for me, and I think for most people, a lot of what I achieve in my life kind of hinges off the morning routine. So if I have any goals that are related to the morning routine here or any habits I wanna establish that are related to that, I would say that those are probably gonna be the most important habits to establish. They will bear fruit for the rest of the year. So I'll probably put those in quarter one. And even when I think about January, you know, January, February, March, it's, it's still kind of cold outside, get up early in the morning, have a big blanket, a hoodie on, no one else is awake, cup of coffee, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, mental health, morning routine, inner peace. Those are all different ways to word. And that might sound cheesy to you, but just go with it. Um, that might sound weird to name a, a whole quarter of that, but maybe this is the quarter of the early morning routine, for example. Or maybe you're fired up to get in shape and this is the quarter in which you have the quarter of fitness. And in reality, if, if you can go to the gym four days a week, every week, from January to the end of March, you're probably gonna establish a habit, in which case now you just go to the gym, right? So you don't have to think about it the other quarters. It's gonna be automated for the other quarters, but this is the quarter in which you're gonna put in the hard work of actually establishing the routine. So maybe it's the quarter of fitness. For me, the quarter of fitness is probably April, May, June, right? Because we're getting in the summer, I'm gonna have to take my shirt off. Um, so I'm gonna want to, to eat healthier than I did um, in my my bare winter months. And I'm gonna want to probably work out more. I don't really wanna go outside in January because it's so cold. Um, running in the cold is not fun for me. So anyway, um, think of themes for these different quarters. And sometimes you might have goals during that quarter 
that don't necessarily fit snug with your theme. But by having these themes and by splitting these goals up throughout the year, you're going to prevent yourself from burning out. Um, and it's, it's just impossible to achieve everything at once. It's the small wins that are actually going to get you there and create real life change. Okay, so let's review where we're at because to be honest, the way we've worded these goals, it, it's still vague and that's in, that's intentional. So we've got goal ideas. We've got hopefully you know around 10 of them. You might have a little bit less, a little bit more than 10 of them. You've established if it is a habit or if it is a milestone goal already, right? Um, and then you establish that if it is a habit, is there an underlying milestone to be achieved beneath it? And, and that's important, going to become important coming up because we're gonna figure out ways to celebrate big on hitting these milestones or hitting these underlying milestones that we have for our habit goals. Okay, and then on top of figuring out if it's a habit or if it's a milestone, we've also decided which quarter are we gonna zero in on this goal, on this milestone or habit so that we spread these out in a, in a, in a way that makes sense. We've even named each of these quarters, we've, we've given it a different theme. Okay, so now we're gonna dive into each one of these goals a little bit more. So for each goal, what I want you to do is to create a separate piece of paper, a separate note, whatever it is. So if you're using Evernote, I would create a different note for each goal. If you're using good old fashioned pen and paper, I would create a different piece of paper for each goal. If you are using Notion, uh, you know, a different workspace or a different note for each goal, if you're using Google Docs, a different doc for each goal, you get the point. So at the top of the note or piece of paper or document, I'm just gonna say document from here on out, um, write the name of the goal and what quarter you're going to try and achieve it in. So for example, one of my goals back from 2019 was create a savings plan and review finances every week. So that was the name of the goal. Um, create a savings plan. I mean, again, the naming isn't super, super important. My goal here was to, to, to save more. And so that's why the title of the goal said create a savings plan and review finances every week. So this was a habit goal. And that's what we're gonna start off with here. Uh, so go through your habit goals and write the, the name of the goal at the top of each of the pieces of paper. So we're gonna drill down on one of these. So. Again, in my example here, my I'm going to create a savings plan and review finances every week. So the first thing we're gonna do with this habit goal is we're gonna decide how frequent we want to do this habit. So how frequent is this habit? Is this a weekly habit to establish? Um, for, for me, in this case it is, right? It's a weekly habit. Every week I wanna review my finances. Most of your habit goals will probably be either weekly or daily. Even for your monthly goals, right? You wanna read a book every month. What you're really saying is you wanna establish a habit, probably a daily habit. Maybe it's four days a week in which you read books. Okay, so once you've written down how frequent this is gonna happen, and by the way, if you wanna just say it's four nights a week, you can put that, right? It doesn't have to fit into this template that I'm making you um, abide by. So underneath that, underneath the, the frequency, you write down what the milestone is, right? So if, again, if this is one of the habit goals that has an associated milestone, write down what that milestone is. So for my savings goal or the savings habit I'm going to establish by reviewing my finances every week, I am going to have the milestone of, by the end of the year, I want to have saved, for example, $6,000, right? So that means on average, I'll have to save $500 a month. I'm gonna do that by reviewing my finances every week, kind of making sure I'm not overspending in areas so that I can make sure I, I save my money. Now, if this habit goal does have a milestone, beneath that, we're gonna write how you'll celebrate. 
Now, if you find yourself thinking, I don't really want to celebrate this, it's not that big of a deal, then your goal's wrong, right? <laughs> Create a goal worth celebrating and then commit to celebrating it. And it's going to be awesome when you do. So whenever you save $6,000, you're going to say, all right, let's take um, $100 of that and let's go have a fancy dinner. You and your, your spouse or a friend of yours, whatever it is, trust me, if you've saved $6,000, you've proven yourself that you can live without more than um, you know $500 a month, then you can take $100 and you can go celebrate and buy yourself a nice fancy dinner. So beneath how you celebrate, you're gonna write what your time trigger is for this habit. Now this idea comes from James Clear, his book, Atomic Habits, and he talks about how we can stack our habits. So we can stack our habits on habits that already exist. For example, Every night I make coffee, right? I make coffee for the next morning and I put on a little timer so that by the time I wake up, if I wake up at 5.30, there's coffee made. My time trigger for this is putting my kids to bed, right? So I put my kids to bed every night at 7 p.m. There is not a single night that goes by in which I don't put my kids to bed. There will never be a night you know, until they get older that I will not put my kids to bed. So if I wanna make coffee every night, then I just create a habit that says, okay, whenever I put my kids to bed, I make coffee. And it's as easy as that. So for me and my wife to review our finances every week, I can actually probably do something similar, right? I can say, well, every Sunday night when our kids go to bed, let's review our finances. I can put it on the calendar to remind ourselves. I can set a reminder on my phone that will pop up earlier in the day on Sunday. Basically, there's no way we won't do it if we attach it to a another trigger, right? Or same thing with your reading goal. Maybe the time trigger is you getting into bed and there is a book next to your bed on your nightstand. If you're gonna get in bed every night and you're gonna see that book, you're gonna think about this habit that you wanted to establish, which was to read, and you're gonna make it much easier to read. Now, there's a lot of other techniques and psychology you can get into as it relates to habits, and I strongly encourage you to read Atomic Habits, but the time trigger here is going to be incredibly valuable for you to actually get these habits established. All right, so for this habit, we've got the frequency, we've got our milestone, if we have one, and how we'll celebrate, if we will. Then we've got our time trigger for what's gonna actually trigger us to do it. Then lastly, we wanna create a streak target. So how often do you wanna do this before you decide that it's actually just a habit in your life and something you don't have to think about anymore? Now, I know some people say it takes 21 days to establish a habit. I'm not sure if that's true or not. And we're actually going to assume that it's not here. Instead, we're going to try and track this habit indefinitely. At least throughout the entire year, we're going to track it. For a weekly habit, we're going to track it weekly. For a daily habit, we're going to track it daily. But we are going to have a target that we're going to try and reach. So for me to create a savings plan and review finances every week, I'm going to say, let's have a target for hitting that uh, you know, 12 times. I'm gonna keep tracking it after I hit the 12 times, but the 12 times is gonna be sort of a milestone in and of itself for me, right? A, a sub milestone, because saving $6,000 is gonna take me an entire year. I would like to see some better progress before that by you know, at least tracking our finances every month for three months. And then by the way, this is again, one of those mental cues of, if I get three months in and we've tracked our finances every week for three months, and we haven't saved any money, then there are some issues. So again, keeping this data is gonna help us be informed about how to course correct. And then for those of your habits that you created that don't necessarily have milestones, the street target can sort of act as a milestone for you to, to let you know if you're actually gaining traction or not. All right, so on this document, you've got at the top the name of your habit, 
You have below that the frequency, the milestone, how you'll celebrate, your time trigger. Then underneath that, we are going to actually track right the, the streak here. So um, if it's a weekly habit, I want you to write the time of the week, every week in which you're gonna do this. So put the date there and then next to it, put a little um, blank check box and then do a new line below that for the next week, the next week, the next week. And every time that you check this off, you're just gonna check the little check box. Now, again, you can do this in a document um, on, on Google Docs or something like that, or you can do it in a spreadsheet. However, you know, it, it best fits into the way you normally do note taking and that kind of thing. And obviously, if it's a daily habit, you're gonna do one of these for every day of the week that you're going to try and establish this habit. Again, this might not be this quarter, it might not be January. This might be something you're not gonna start until June or October, which is, which is okay. Okay, so hopefully we've got all of our habit goals down at this point, um, or at least a plan to do that. Now let's switch over to our milestone goals. Again, these are goals which don't necessarily have associated habits. You know, my example was planning a, a guy's backpacking trip in 2022. So for these goals, do the same thing. We're gonna get a blank document. At the top, we're gonna write the, the goal name. We've already decided which quarter it is, but by the goal name, put the due date, right? So when do we wanna have this by? So for example, plan a men's backpacking trip by February 2022. I would wanna have it planned by the end of February, um, so maybe it's February 28th, so that in May, you know, it gives everyone plenty of time to get their schedules together. In May, we can actually go on the trip. And then below that, we can skip all the other stuff, right? We don't have a frequency, we don't have a trigger, um, and the milestone itself is is the goal, right? So this is a milestone. So we don't have a, an associated milestone. So the only thing you really have to write here are your next actions, right? What are the next actions that you're going to take in order to achieve this goal? And they're probably going to look like this. What is the next action? and what's the due date of the next action. And so this should be filed into whatever productivity system, uh, to-do list kind of thing that you already use, and you need to take this next action to get you closer to this goal. And there might be more than one of these next actions. So for example, for my men's backpacking trip, next action might be send email out to 10 guys by February 1st, 2022, right? This is the email in which I'm inviting everybody to the backpacking trip. Now, these next actions, like the one I just listed here, have to be actual actions. They have to be big things that actually move the needle, right? Because if I were to say, gather a list of 10 guys, like that's not actually inviting anybody to a backpacking trip. Putting together a list is something that I obviously have to do if I'm sending the email out, right? Write the email. I'm obviously gonna to have to write the email if I'm sending it out. So just make the action something that's actually moving the needle. And then the other stuff you're just obviously going to do because you're human and you're smart and you're if you're gonna send an email, you're not gonna send a blank email to 10 guys. You're gonna write it, you're gonna be thoughtful, you're gonna gather a list, etc. So make these actual actions, not just busy work, stuff that's actually gonna move you toward this milestone goal. And that's all I would put at this point. I would just put the name of the goal, the due date, obviously you have what quarter it's gonna happen in, and then your next actions for that milestone goal. Now, there's some other optional things you can put underneath here that I've seen Michael Hyatt do. For example, you could put what your key motivations are. You could create a little section for progress reports so that every week when you do your weekly planning, you can kind of assess your progress on it. You can have a section beneath it for random notes. But I'm gonna leave all that up to you. I want this to be as simple 
as possible for you. All right, we're about done here. Two things left we're going to do. One, we're gonna review everything that we've gone through, and then two, we are going to talk about the weekly review and how it is vital to you actually achieving these goals. So to review, part one was our reflection. We went through our calendar, our journal, all the things that we could find from 2021 to try and reflect on it. We went through the lows, the highs, we wrote down what we did well, what we wish we would have done differently. Then we went into dreaming mode. We looked at our life plan, if we have one. If not, we asked these two simple questions of ourselves. What would I do if I had all the money I needed and could do whatever I wanted? And then what would I do if I could only do one thing in the next three years? We got an idea of where we wanna go in the big picture, five, 10 years from now kind of time frame. Then part three was our goal ideas. We broke up our life in terms of accounts. We thought about, hey, what are the things we want to invest in or that we do invest our time in? My example was God, marriage, family, kids, friends, career, physical, mental health, and finances. And then underneath each one of those categories, we wrote some ideas for goals. We decided that these goals, one, must be things that are a departure from the status quo, two, realistic yet ambitious, and three, they must not compete with our values, dreams, or any other kind of reflection that we've done up to this point. Then we attempted to take all these different goal ideas from these different categories and narrow it down to around 10, probably seven to 12, a little bit more, a little bit less, is just fine. And we even talked about how we don't need to have a goal for every account this year. Then once we had this smaller list, we walked through each one of them and we said, hey, is this goal, is this goal idea, is it a habit or is it a milestone? Or maybe it's a habit with a milestone underneath it, or maybe it's a habit without a milestone. Once we figured that out, we then went through our year quarter by quarter and thought of a theme for each of those quarters. Then based off of those themes, we tried to spread those goals out throughout the year so that we're not overwhelmed at any one point in time in the year. Now, once we'd broken these goals down, we started to do a little bit more work on the goals themselves. We had a different document for each goal. And if the goal was a habit goal, beneath that goal name, we wrote the frequency of when we would need to perform that habit, maybe daily or weekly. Below that, we wrote our milestone if we had one for that habit. You know, my example of teaching my kids to play guitar, we wanna do that weekly for, let's say 12 weeks. We're gonna culminate that into the milestone of they can play Smoke on the Water. Below that milestone, we put how we were going to celebrate when that happened. So for my kids, for example, maybe we'd buy them a guitar to celebrate the fact that they learned how to play Smoke on the Water. And then below that, we put our time trigger. What is it that we're already doing that is going to trigger us to perform this habit? So if we wanna read before bed every night, then our trigger would be getting into bed. And so the habit would be open a book instead of the computer. And then lastly, for the habit goals, we would have some kind of streak tracker where if you want it weekly, you're gonna put a list of the weekly dates in a checkbox. If you want it daily, you're gonna do the same just so you can track your streaks. And even you could put a streak target here to say, hey, I, I wanna you know, firmly establish this goal by every week for 12 weeks in a row so I can make this a real part of my life. And then for milestone goals, it was a little bit different. We wrote our goal when we wanted to achieve that milestone by, and then beneath that just had next actions. And again, next actions weren't freely busy work, but they were move the needle type stuff that would actually help us to achieve these, these milestones. Okay, so once we have all of that, the most important habit for you to establish this next year is going to be the weekly planning. 
Now, this weekly planning is mentioned a little bit in episode four of our podcast, so check it out if you want some some more context. And I could go into, we could do a whole episode on weekly planning and let us know if, if you'd like that. But basically every week I take some time, whether it's Sunday night or early Monday morning, or for me sometimes it's even Friday afternoon, to plan the next week. And the reason why I mentioned here is primarily for the sake of reviewing our goals. Every week, no matter what, we want to review what our goals are to you know, make a note on our streaks for those habits, to make notes on how things are going, if we failed in any way, kind of review and assess if things are going the way that they were supposed to go. And if they're not, why and how can we course correct? So that's insanely important to have that as part of your weekly review. And in fact, my weekly review is mostly made up of other stuff that doesn't include my goals. I, I actually take kind of four steps here. One, capture. I try and capture anything that I think needs to be done. Two, I clarify those things. You know, this is mostly reading through email, etc. Um, three, I review how the last week went. And then four, I plan for the next week, mostly by setting, you know, three big things that I want to get done this week. So that's a really, really brief explanation of my weekly review, but at the very least, I want you every week looking at your goals, reminding yourself of what it is that you set out to achieve and assessing your progress accordingly. You know, even if you don't achieve all of your goals, if, if your plan is ambitious enough, this is going to be life-changing for you and you're really going to move the needle toward those big dreams that you talked about in part two. All right, that does it for today's episode of the Develop Yourself podcast. You can find templates for all the things we talked about using Google Docs at parsity.io slash goals. That's P-A-R-S-I-T-Y dot I-O slash goals. All right, please have a safe and happy new year. And I do hope that 2022 is the best year you've had yet.